All right, we'll get back to your dream on calls in a second. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up, what do you got? All right, before I do my What You Need to Know, I want to give a shout-out to my sister, who also had her baby yesterday, a month early, but the baby is healthy. And I told my sister, stop having kids, because that's her number six. Number six? Yep. What's the oldest? Uh, 17. 16. Wow. 16. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, like, I was like, girl, you got to... Shut the factory down, but that's a whole other question. That's a whole Shut other the factory. Situation. Yeah, she does, but again, I deviated. Anyways, so this show has celebrated a few graduations in the past few weeks, right? Cap's daughter just graduated high school. Well, I wanted to shine a light on this high school senior whose pictures went viral. I don't know if you guys saw that Corey Patrick, a senior in Birmingham, Alabama, was photographed by a bus driver because this gentleman has been waking up at 4.30 in the morning to commute to his high school every day. And he did that for one last time. He commuted to his high school graduation. He was alone in a cap and gown. And the bus driver asked him, like, hey, why are you dressed like that? He goes, well, I'm going to my graduation. He snapped a few pictures, and they went viral. The young man has now received an SUV, has a a GoFundMe right now that was created by him that has raised about $11,000 and has received a full scholarship to Jacksonville University. He said that he just had to do what he had to do to make sure he graduated and walked to make his family proud. And I thought that was really cool. That is pretty in the cool. morning, and you're telling he's taking like a, a bus, not like a school bus. He's taking no, no, like no. city bus. Yeah, whoa, city bus. And I complained he'll, about he'll, being home. He'll, he'll be one of those guys eventually that can say, like, legitimately say, back in my day, I yeah. had to wake up at four thirty in the morning. I had yep. to take the city commuter bus. Yeah, it took me two hours to get to school. It did. It took him over an hour, actually. Cool I story. believe it. Yeah. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. Real quick. Uh, let's go to... Who do we go to first, Lindsay? You tell me. Uh, let's go to Ted in Fullerton. Ted is in Fullerton. Hello, Theodore. Hey, how's it going? Ted hey, I just want to comment on the Kobe Bryant or the Draymond thing. You think Kobe Bryant's going and doing a ball podcast that he gets done? He's going to play like okay. he was. Heck no, he's at high school shooting shots till three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right, you but, tell him. But, don't do but that. But not everybody is Kobe Bryant. Like they don't have to be. And by the way, Kobe Bryant didn't win every finals he played in either. Like, so what does that mean? That's like, true. he didn't win every finals, but he sure did try his best to. Okay, but you, like but you, wait, but <laughs> why is it okay? But why is it you're saying that just because Draymond is podcasting from his hotel that he's not yeah, trying his best? Like, hold on, no, 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 Ted, 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 Ted. I asked you a question. I want you to answer it. Why is it that you're making this ridiculous correlation between Draymond Green doing a podcast in his hotel room in Boston, okay, to not caring about what the outcome of a game is? Because it seems like every every time he plays, he's not giving his 100%, I don't think. You don't? Why do you not think that? Because he could be doing better. He's just not. Or or he could just be getting old and not played by a younger, more athletic version of him. Uh, That that could be a possibility, but... Hey, everybody gets old, and they still play as best as they can. Okay, so when game two, hold on. He did the podcast before game two, too. And what happened there? He was awesome in that game. Uh, You think so? He had five fouls. He almost fouled out. So what? He completely controlled the game. Those guys talked about it. He he was in their head. He did it before the game. He didn't do it after the game. Wait, wait, you could make the argument that if he was doing the podcast before the game, that he was concentrating even less on preparing for the game. Actually, Yes. Do you realize that? Yeah. Yeah. But Ted. Do you think he's capable of doing both? Do I think what? You think he's capable of doing both? Yes. And still play as good as he can be. I just don't think he's playing as good as he can be. I, I just think he's I just think he's getting old is what you're seeing before your eyes. And that happens. But Ted, this this opinion that you have that George pressed you on about what do you see, what do you know, etc. Listen, here's a guy like Isaiah Thomas. We would probably respect his opinion yeah. when it comes to NBA basketball. Right. And Isaiah Thomas believes, just as you do, Ted, yeah. that the podcast is creating a lack of concentration. So I would ask I, I would ask Isaiah Thomas, what would you what happened to Dennis Rodman when he would go rogue on you in the middle of a playoff series? Dennis Rodman still performed every night. Oh, but d- did he? I mean, I can go, I can go back and find out. Lo- every night. 
15 to 20 rebounds every time he plays. I can go back and find – yeah, but Dennis Rodman didn't have the responsibility of running an offense, okay? Like, let's not be ridiculous here. They're not even – that's not even an apples-to-apples apples comparison. You're However, I brought him up because they're the same kind of personality, not the same kind of player. Well, when Dennis Rodman showed up, he played and he got what he did his job. Right, and I bet you and I – Draymond's I, not doing his job. You tell him, Ted. Ted. You're right. He's not doing his job. You're right, Ted. Don't worry about it. You're right, okay? I'm not trying to be right. I'm just saying I don't feel like doing his job with 100%. I'm going to go to your job. Huh? What do you do, Ted? What do you do for a living, Ted? I do project management for a sign company. Project manager or sign company? Is every sign up and, uh, and up and right and, uh, you know, make sure that uh... – yeah, It's not up in time that it's supposed to be up in time. Sometimes oh, there's oh. issues because I don't control every aspect. Oh, but wait, if there's issues, oh, wait a second, you know? Well, hold on a second. Ted, do you have a podcast? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, so do by not by muscle? not having a podcast, by not you're probably constantly. Wait, but there's still issues even though he doesn't have a podcast. Right, but by not having a podcast, the man can do his, his job. That I should be thinking of. I don't know. Do you think Draymond's thinking of, man, I wish I would have made that shot? Or what could I, what could I be doing better? To make do shots? you honestly believe? About- wait, wait, wait. Do you honestly, in your heart of hearts, believe that Draymond Green doesn't care about his play? Like, are you honestly trying to say that? I don't like, with a so. straight I'm face? Say that, okay? I just don't think that he cares as much as he should be. Like, a few years ago when they were winning the championship, his, his attitude was much different than it is now. He no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. The only difference is he's 32 going on 33 years old. That's the difference. And he's played 100 million games as a six foot seven center. That's the difference. Uh, it was only three or four years ago when he was there. What? I don't know if that's the big difference. Three or four years ago is not that big of a difference, you know? Are you serious? 28 to 33 or 32? I have a he's, drop for 10. He's 32 years old. He's about to be 33 years old. And he's been playing minutes as an undersized center for a decade, basically. You don't think that, that has right. anything to do with it? No? None? Come on, Ted. He's just not focused because of the podcast. Don't don't give That's up on your argument, man. He's he, he's in his prime age, and he should be playing as good as he was three or four years ago. But he's yeah. not. Let me ask you a question. That's How old a contradictory you, statement in itself. Fifty. You're fifty. Yeah. Still kicking well, ass. Too, El Chacal. Right? I like that. I like that, Laura. El Chacal. Do you know who El Chacal is? No. No. Did you ever watch Sábado Gigante? No. It's a good show, yeah, man. Really yeah. good. Um. All right. Let me okay. So let me ask you this: You said you're fifty. You said you're fifty, right? Yeah. When you were thirty-five or forty, didn't you feel I different? Playing, I was playing baseball. I was playing softball. So Men still pitch softball. And right. I tell you what, when I was doing, I was doing just right. No, 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 no. But wait, 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 yeah. wait. But you're playing softball in a beer league, okay? Not playing against professionals, okay? But, but c- well, could bet, you? No, 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 no. We competed in tournaments, and we were winning all the okay. time. Okay. Regardless, right. you're not playing as a professional. semi-pro. Is what it was. Semi. You're not playing as a professional. So right. let me ask you, so again, could you do that right now with the same level of competitiveness? Tell me you can, Ted. Come on. Oh, that was 15. Yes, I mean, I can still hit the ball. I could. <laughs> not, but but not like you did when you were not it. 10 years ago. How do you know? I think I could. Okay. Well, I, I'm fairly I, certain I just based on. I haven't just, played in a while, so it'll take me a minute to warm oh, up. Oh, okay. So, so there you go. Get yourself back into shape, Teddy. If I was playing every day like Draymond plays, I know what you know what. Ted, I'll just believe in in just like biology that generally speaking, as you age, you're not going to get better. You do, but he's in his prime still. He's not in he's his prime. Playing. No, he's not. You don't think thirty two is prime? No. You just said that he should Why? be playing as well for? as he played four years ago. That would be his prime. When do you right? think their prime ages are? What do you think the prime ages are then? When for guys for, in the when player. guys are coming into the NBA at twenty one, and you know he came in at twenty one years old. Okay, so when do you think his prime? Was? So his he's prime like, is like his late twenties, right? He's mid to late 20s. That's his prime. Late 20s to early 30s. That's your prime. Yeah, so he's outside of his prime now. He's 32. He's in early 30s. Okay. Bye, Ted. Thank you. Have a nice day. Good call, Ted. Good call. Ted is just one giant ball of contradiction. I think it was a good no, call. No, no, he's right. He's right, too. He's right. See? Tell him, yeah. George. Yeah, that's right. It's a nice call. I'm gonna need a lot of engagement. A lot of engagement to that alcohol call. Alcohol coming soon, man. <laughs> alcohol coming soon. For sure, hazard pay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God! What are these callers doing to you today? Hazard pay. It just so happens that I agree with most of the callers. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh-huh. 
I mean, this is, you know, listen, get in a gym, man. You, you got done with the By game. By the way, Dennis Rodman, here's, yeah. here's an interesting stat line for you. You ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three points, zero rebounds in a game seven against the Boston Celtics Who in won? the Eastern Conference Finals. Who won the game? The Boston Celtics. See that? See that? That proved your point right there. Okay, and I'm sure I can find more of those. Come on, where, where is everybody now? Where is everybody that, that forgot about that, that game where Dennis Rodman scored only three points in Game 7 against the Celtics? And he, the Celtics here's another won. one. He, and no rebounds, right? No rebounds. We're arguably Zero. the greatest rebounder in history of sport. Goose here's head. another one against the Boston Celtics. Yeah? Okay? Which one? Game 3 of the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference Finals in 1989. They won the okay. championship that year. Yeah. Okay? Uh-huh. Four points, one board. Oh, wow. So, like, don't give me that Dennis Rodman scored, you know, had double-digit rebounds every single game. No, Dennis Rodman had 20 rebounds every single game he ever played in, George. You're right. That's true. Well, I mean, that's just that's just all these years later, that's the legend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people don't go back and research. So, when Draymond Green has a really bad game, and here comes Isaiah Thomas telling the whole world, he's not concentrating, he's lost focus, and the reason he's lost focus is because he's more interested in his podcast. The accusation is, while he's on the floor and the team is down by 14 points, he's thinking about what he's going to say on his podcast right, right. Yeah, after yeah, the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, he's thinking about, like, um, you know, what his content's going to be. Right. Like, you know what? We're down 14. Doesn't look like we're going to win this game. i got to start thinking about tonight's podcast. I mean, what am I going to talk about? Do I, have, right. do I have things planned? Do I have things prepared? I mean, geez, I got, a, I got a lot of pressure on me tonight. You know, this game's over. I might as well start thinking about the podcast. All right, let's go to Mike in Irvine. I want to talk to Mike in Irvine instead. All right. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey. It's right. So this guy is a guy that has a net worth of, what, $70 million, making $25 million or so a year. I think that what he has is a little bit of what Anthony Davis, Davis has. He's a little bit lazy and out of shape. I think he's just in, in in shape to obviously play in the NBA in the finals, but I think that Raymond Green, if he got his butt in the gym and got in shape, he would be amazing. And watch him next year. Uh, I think it's his last year for the contract. Watch what he does, and he'll be much better. And I think that's how we'll know his character. But I think with, if you pay me a fraction of what he's getting paid, you can call me all those names, and, and you know I wouldn't mind. And <laughs> so it's, it's like, what are we talking about here? Are we that soft? Look at uh, Jensen when he ended up in therapy when the Dodger fans he got on his butt for so going he, all those he, names. Here's what I would say. Here, here's what I would say to you, Mike. I'm sure saying that now sounds funny, and but when in today's day and age, okay, when we live in a 24-hour news cycle, okay, and we live in, in a world of social media, and these guys are all connected on their phones in a way that you sound like you sound like to me, and I'm not trying to age you, but you sound like someone who's 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 been around, right? Who's pretty mature, is what I would say. Is that fair? Yeah. How about yeah. old? Thank you. Yeah. No, I'm not. I don't want to yeah, come old. old. I call you old. No, I, I know. Well, that's okay. Old. But I mean, listen, I'm just cutting through the I'm nonsense. Forty-nine old. Forty-nine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay. you grew up in a different in a different time, is what I would say. Okay. And but if I if, if I everyone wants to have the life of these people until they realize what the life of these people sometimes entails, and it's not always True. as fun as you think it is. No, you're right, absolutely. But do you guys think that Draymond could be in much better physical shape, though? Like, honestly? or you No, I don't think his physical physical. shape is the problem. I just think he's now long. He's like a half step slower than he used to be. And a half step slower when Robert Williams is, even on one, even though he's some, somewhat hurt. Like, that guy is like a, he's a pogo stick. You know what I mean? Like, he, that guy's got bounce for days. Like, he can bounce twice before Draymond can bounce once at this stage of his career. Like it's 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 very noticeable. Like it's not a small thing. And and so yeah, very good point. But but then do you think that if Draymond Green worked extra hard and put in the extra hours at No, I don't think that the, the extra I, I think what Draymond Green needs to do. You know what? I'll tell you on the other side. I got to run. Good job, Mike, though. Way to keep coming back at it, though, Mike. Way to not give up on your argument. Good job, Mike. He wasn't arguing. No, no, but he, but he, but he didn't want to give up on it. He was like, but, but don't, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, what Draymond Green, because you got to remember what kind of player he is. This isn't the dude that's going to go out there and get you 30. You know what I mean? Like that's not, 
you know, I mean, he did do that in that game seven against the Cavs that one time and almost won the MVP. But um, it's not the norm is my point. But like, sorry, Lindsay, but the um, I'm going to explain what you need exactly from Draymond Green on the other side. We'll do that next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So, is there a Cindy Lauper anniversary? This song is. Oh, was this a number one hit today or something? Yes, 1984. 1984. Mm-hmm. 84? I, I was, um, at this date in 1984, I was six years old. I wasn't even born yet. I wasn't born yet. I was 14. God, how did I become the old guy? I mean, fairly easy. Kind of been I know, there. but yeah. it sucks, man. I'm telling you guys. Yeah. Seriously. I do remember the song being a huge hit. I only know well, this song from uh, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, which is a great movie. <laughs> Love that movie. From what year? Oh, uh, that was probably from like 96, 90s. 90s. Yeah, right. 90s. So 10 years yeah. past. In yeah. the meantime, we talked a lot about Prince earlier in the week and, you know, kind of that era, the 1984 time. And yeah, Cindy Lauper was. I mean, she was a big, giant radio star and video star right in that same era. Yeah, huge, monstrous. But girls just want to have fun. Then this song, there were maybe three or four or five, right? Yeah, she was. She had a number of hits. Back My, to back to back. Uh, girls want to have fun was cool because Captain Lou Albano was in the uh, video. Captain Lou was one of my favorite wrestling managers because of the, the little like um, the rubber, rubber band yeah. like earring in his cheek. Yeah. Captain Lou. She was great in a WWF at the time. Yes, yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, she she wrestled. Yeah, in WWE, or WWF at the time. Yes. Wow, man, we put a lot together. You know, like wrestling, pop music, history, a lot going on right there. Yeah. Um. So l- let me tell you something about Draymond real quick. You okay? go ahead and tell us. Because here's the thing: everyone's like out here, like you know. Not everyone, but some of these callers are out here like acting like Draymond's going to go out here and <laughs> give you like 18 and 10 and like seven. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying he can't do that, but the chances of him doing that are, are pretty slim. Like, that's just not the player he is. When Draymond Green is his most effective, okay, and he was terrible yesterday, okay? There, get, Allow me a moment here, Cappy, okay? Go ahead. Go ahead. He was terrible, okay? There, there's no denying that, okay? But the Warriors... In this series particularly, and kind of in general, you saw it during the regular season too, when he was hurt, they weren't good. So they're going to live and die by him. And he, to this point, outside of one game, he hasn't held up his side of the bargain. But his play is absolutely directly correlated with the Warriors winning and losing at this point. He's the difference on a number of fronts. Offense is elementary. He needs to control the game. He's actually their best point guard. Um, and he needs to get guys in there. Now, I don't want him shooting threes. And I know what you're going to say. Well, the Celtics are playing drop coverage, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're going to be in the, you know, clogging the paint. That's exactly what to... I was going to say, by the way, George. No, there's no way you were going to say that. I was specifically going to say that the Celtics are playing this drop coverage. And as a result of that, no that's chance creating that's some problems. And it, those problems are not freeing him up for that Do kind of Do you want job. me to explain to you what drop coverage is? Sure, go ahead. Drop coverage is basically what I just said. It's basically that the, the, the big men sag closer to the paint, okay? And now, by the way, I'm going to get back to that in a second because I do think the Celtics are playing with fire when it comes to that, okay? But what I want Draymond to do is, I the Warriors are at their best when the ball is just moving, okay? And I know Laker fans don't love Mike D'Antoni, but Mike D'Antoni used to have a great saying, the ball finds energy. And when you're whipping the ball around from the strong side to the weak side of the floor, it will beat the most defenders 99 out of 100 times. If you're moving the ball correctly and everyone is moving, particularly the Warriors, the way they do it, okay? The way they move off the ball and they're cutting. and like They played some of the most beautiful basketball that I have ever seen when they were at their height. And this is pre-KD, okay? And so, but on defense, here's the thing that has stuck out to me. 
And I watched that game yesterday. And I decided to record the game yesterday for random, just randomly. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to record the game because I feel like this is a pivotal game. Game three, five, right? Those are pivotal games. So I watched it back today. And the first thing that stood out to me, beyond obviously the Celtics bleepery with the whole stuff with the basket and the Warriors coming out cold, Draymond Green on defense was overhelping. Do you know what that means, Cappy? Tell me. He's cheating. He's cheating off his defender. And instead of, he's making, he's taking poor risks. So basically what the Celtics did was their big adjustment in the game was to attack Curry, particularly as a primary defender. Hence why Steph had two quick fouls early. Now, they kind of went away from that, which is weird, but whatever. But more specifically, not just Curry, they went at Green, too, as the help defender. Because he saw Steph was in foul trouble, he started cheating. So they made him pay every time he cheated. The Celtics in the first two games saw that Green was cheating and they started attacking the ball handler in the mid-range. So basically, when the defense collapsed, let's say, like, okay, let's say Jason Tatum, he's driving, right? Like, he's bringing up the ball and he's kind of, he pretends like he's going to drive into the paint for a second, okay? Like, he's, just, he's dribbling, hard dribbles into the paint and while the defense collapses on him, because of course he's Jason freaking Tatum, Right or Jalen Brown, whichever one. All of a sudden, the defense is out of rotation because too many people came to help, but particularly Draymond, of all guys, cannot do that. And he's done this in a bunch of other series. The other teams just couldn't, didn't make him pay for it the way these guys can because of their athleticism and because of their, their great ball movement as well on offense. So, wow. dude, that was really, really hardcore. Yeah, so let that me finish was, real quick. Oh, 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 you're not done. Keep going. So when they're, when the, when Jason Tatum drives into the paint and the Warriors collapse, particularly Draymond cheating off of his guy, all of a sudden that gets the ball for the Celtics moving around the perimeter, driving, kicking to the corner, swinging it one more time, swing again. And that means the, the Warriors defenders, because they're already out of position, are trying to play catch up and you can't. And the Warriors used to be the team that could do that to every other team. Right now, Cappy, the Celtics are out-warrioring the Warriors. And the way that the Warriors can try to mitigate that is Draymond just has to trust the defensive scheme and not cheat. To me, that is the biggest adjustment Draymond Green can make. Whoa. Whoa. I am digesting all of that. That's hardcore. Like I said, I mean, hardcore. if I had a telestrator, it'd be easier to show. Oh my you, god! If you had a telestrator, forget about it. That would be incredible. I mean, that was hardcore, George. Did Here's you follow how, with any of it, or did I you just did, all go over your head? First of all, I want you to know something. I was completely locked in, focused, and concentrating, literally on the edge of my seat, biting my fingernails, listening so intently to what you were saying. I thought. Now, you're an insider, I'm an outsider. I thought it was very simple. I thought that Draymond got in Boston's head. He's pushing guys down. He's he's touching guys. He's pulling guys' pants down. He's in their head in game two. Game three, Boston's like, you know what? I'm not having that guy come here and punk me like this. I'm punching this bully right back in his face. And that's, to me, the very simplistic look well, at what happened no, versus that, that, the very analytic look. That's part of it. But oh. the problem is the way they do that is they get him. Remember when he said in the press conference, I wasn't fo I was, I was out of rhythm. Um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't having a good game on defense. All those, the reasons he's laid out, the reason he can't get in somebody's head is because his, he's blowing his assignments. So he's already in his own head, so that means he can't get in somebody else's head. Well, then he's so, going to have to kick somebody in the groin. He's going to have to pull somebody's pants down. He's going to have to headbutt somebody. Something's going to have to be done here. So, like, the Celtics drivers, which were basically, like, Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum, they weren't really always looking for their own shots. They Now, the Warriors' defense was terrible on the perimeter beyond Draymond, too. So, like, they were literally not giving them enough resistance and there was a lot of easy layups at the at the rim including to Marcus Smart which you should never allow but what what I'm telling you is is that what ended up happening with Draymond specifically was he was cheating and every time he cheated they made him pay by moving the ball and whipping it around the floor and finding the open guy because then the Warriors had to play catch up 
So you mean to tell me that all the analytical breakdown that you just did is I mean, that's why... not really analytical. That's more oh. like strategic. Okay, well, it's this is why Draymond did not perform last night. Correct. You're, he, you're not, he, did, he cheated you're, too much, and they finally made him pay for it. You're not... You're not buying the whole it's his podcast thing, though. No, it's stupid. No, it's so dumb. All right, I mean, it's All right let, let me go. Let, let me go. I haven't talked to this man in a long time. And he used to call me when I was on in the morning with Key and LZ all the time. Re- didn't always agree with me. I would say actually rarely agreed with me. But I always respected his thoughts. Dean and Duarte. Hello, Dean. Hey, good afternoon. How you guys doing? What up, Good, Dino? Hey, George, there's a lot of goalposts right now between you guys on this station. Not just you, George, but the whole station in general. Coming into this playoffs, especially after the first two series, everybody was basically anointing the Warriors and giving Curry his props and all that kind of stuff. Now the scenario is when they're facing the number one defensive team in the league, he's old. Come on, man. The bottom line is – they're just losing because the Celtics are better. It's oh, no, no, but I old. said that. I started the, the conversation with the Celtics are better. Yeah, the Celtics are just better. But no, but you guys were anointing them a couple of weeks ago saying Golden State's going to win, blah, Steph Curry's going to oh, get yeah. the fourth ring. Dean, blah, but blah, Dean, blah, did, blah, you blah, hear, blah, blah. did you hear me and John Ireland talk about that? Like, I literally picked the Warriors in seven. He said the same thing. And he asked me, do you feel good about it? And I said, not really. Okay, not really, but you were still leaning on the side of the Warriors, though. And that's because everybody is so enamored with offense, and now you're seeing the number one defensive team who's going to – and, you know, I'm a Laker fan. You know I'm a Laker fan, George, but the Celtics are going to win this series. They're they're playing the defense. They're they're shutting Golden State down in the fourth quarter. Dean, Just like Milwaukee. Yeah? The only way the the Warriors win this series, okay – is if Robert Williams can't can't go because the series starts to shrink as far as time in between, and he's not as effective because he changes their defense in a big way. He's basically a six eleven free safety, and and okay. and the other thing they're doing, which I, I mentioned earlier a second ago, was the Celtics are playing with fire with this drop coverage. They're giving Steph. I mean, Steph is getting easy looks at at, at three point shots. Yep. And now they yeah. let Cl- they let Clay yesterday get in a rhythm. That's where I think they're playing with fire because you if those two start to get into a rhythm, I think you 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 give your you give them a puncher's chance. Is my point? The Celtics can turn and have shown that they could turn their defense on when they get so motivated to do that. And and I'm and they sat on Clay. They sat on Poole at various times. They, they've oh, pool is unplayable. Pool is unplayable in this series. Yeah, and so they, so the Celtics have shown that they can, they can take those two guys away and let Curry get his thirty. And so it's all about defense, just like it was last year. Milwaukee was what number one in defense. The year before, the Lakers were number one in defense. And that's what it's about. It's, it's, yeah, no, you're right. You got to play defense. I don't, yeah, I don't this, think, but it's not like it's the Warriors were. It's not like the Warriors were chumps on defense. Dean, i got to run because we're up against it, but always good to hear from you. I like what Um, you're saying, though, Dean. Moving the goalposts. You know, now all of a sudden it's he's getting old. I like it, man. Call us out. It's cool. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. 
Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, guys. So we've been talking a lot about this whole golf live Saudi tournament situation lately. And once again, we've got Phil Mickelson in the news. But this is a very interesting slash funny situation here. Well, I find it a little bit funny. So he met with reporters for the first time in four months yesterday, and it was super awkward. He had a press conference for the first day of the live tournament, and he started off the presser apologizing for the hurt that he's caused people. And he said that he doesn't want to condone human rights violations because that's, you know, one of the situations over in Saudi Arabia. He didn't say, though, exactly what he was apologizing for. And here's where things went once he opened it up for questions. This is such bleepery. Wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Although ad- applicable work. as well. Totally I works. Believe. Totally I works. I could not. I was like, wait a second. Is this a big setup here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I thought but... both, both, it was apl- applicable. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, here, here's Phil, actually. Yeah. Phil, can you just clarify? You've, you've apologized again just now. Can you just clarify what you're apologizing for? Is it you're sorry for speaking the truth about the Saudis? Or are, you, are you sorry for the shameless hypocrisy of taking their money anyway? I, I understand that many people have very strong opinions and may disagree with my decision. Um, and I can empathize with that. Um, uh, but um, oof. Uh, oof. at this time... <laughs> This is uh, an opportunity that gives me a a chance to have the most balance uh, in my life uh, going forward, and I think this is going to do a lot of good for the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what are you apologizing for? Uh, Phil, uh, can you tell me if you are serving a ban or have served a ban? I'm sorry, say again. Can you tell me if you've served a ban or are serving a ban with the PJ Tour? So nervous. His mouth is so dry. um, Oh, my God. Choose not to speak publicly on PGA Tour issues at this time. Can you see if you're going to play next week's U.S. Open? I will play next week's U.S. Open. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so, yes, he continued to get (laughs) grilled by reporters after that, and apparently he had enough of the tough questions because during today's press conference – he had Alan Shipnuck, the guy who wrote that tell-all book about him, removed from the presser before it even began. Yeah. So, obviously, Phil's in, like, a very awkward, weird, whatever situation here. But should a pro athlete be allowed to have a journalist removed from a press conference just for doing their job? Swipe no, left or swipe right? Swipe left. It's bleepery. Um, this is such bleepery. Yeah. So, it's just ridiculous. Look, here's what I would have done if I were Phil. Okay. Now, I obviously wouldn't be in his position. However, I mean, listen, to each their own, but just not for me, right? Um, But I would have just, I would have kept pounding the, hey, man, I have a gambling sickness. I've lost a lot of money. This is my best way to kind of recover from that. I know it's not ideal, but that I'm just apologizing for my behavior and I'm apologizing for the way I've gone about, um, the the latter stages of my career and that's what i would say he tried to do the andy pettit thing remember when andy pettit was busted with hgh or whatever it was or performance enhancing drugs where he like apologized but never said what he apologized for like he tried to pull that move and people are just too smart i mean this is 15 years later or whatever the hell you know like that's not going to work and especially in england where the reporters are even more vicious, I think, than they are here. Although I do like their accents when they Well, do. it sounds like they're like they're at a press conference for Ted Lasso. And yeah. Phil Mickelson's like a real dude who has no idea how to answer these questions because there's not a publicist writing this for him. His yeah. mouth is super dry. He keeps having that thing that he does right before he speaks. Listen, I don't know. I didn't read that Phil Mickelson like had Shipnuck removed because here's what I had read is that, um, and I saw the video, when the 
the bouncers, the uh, you know security guys came over to Shipnuck, and he said, what do you mean you're kicking me out? And they're like, our boss said you have to go. Is Phil Mickelson the boss? Is there a is it Greg? Well, it was Norman? allegedly he, Greg Norman, right. and then Greg he texts Greg Norman, and Greg Norman said, oh, "I don't know anything about it." And when you see the pictures, Greg Norman is literally standing behind the reporter. Right. So they're kicking this guy out because this is the guy that got Phil to say all the stuff that got him into all this hot water, and now here's Phil playing for this Saudi-backed live tour. And guess what? Here's the guy who wrote the tell-all book that, as far as I know, is not even out yet. And they don't want him covering their event, so they're booting the dude. Well, that's hey, that that's precisely what Mickelson was talking about, which was hey, you know, they killed that reporter, like like he kind of blew it off, right? And and again, like this is I, I the the idea is or the reports are that like Phil Phil had Phil's behind his removal. So I just think that, you know, I, I think the guys over in the UK, because this is going on in London, it seems to me, especially after looking at this press conference, I know that this is a very, like, hot topic right now, but I feel like they're, they're a lot more, like, hardcore as far, as far as, like, getting down, down and dirty with, you know, the questions with the athletes. Like, I feel like that's something that you would not hear anybody ask if it were over in the U.S. Probably not. Um, all right, what do we got? What's next? All right, so a teacher who posts videos of himself shirtless and doing TikTok dances says that he's been placed on leave from his job because of his videos. The guy's name is Christian Shirad, and his TikTok is XIIVN, if you want to follow him, Cappy. Uh, he said that a bunch of Karens <laughs> called his superiors and told them about his, quote, thirst trap TikToks. <laughs> so this guy has, like, 565,000 followers, <laughs> and he posts videos just about, like, teaching, his personal life, like, some motivational stuff. And commenters on Sheerhud's videos had mixed reactions once he announced that he was being placed on leave. Some people were sympathetic towards him. Others think that he shouldn't be posting shirtless on TikTok because he's a teacher. So do you guys agree with the Karens who complained? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? I'm going to say that um, I'm going to swipe left and disagree with the Karens. Because I'm just now looking at this guy on TikTok. First of all, this guy looks like he's about 25 years old. Yeah, yeah he's super young. Super okay. young. He's got earrings in both ears. He's got an earring in his nose. He's got tattoos all over his upper chest and his neck. So to me, you understand that you're hiring a guy who's a teacher who looks like a student. So he's a young person. He uses TikTok as a way to communicate. And so he's got all this art all over his body. He's got to, got to find a place to show it off. You know, I got to tell you, I just don't have a big problem. Like, teachers, do your thing in your real life. And if your students follow you or people get offended because, ooh, you're a teacher, you should be at a higher standard. Yeah, I'm just a regular guy. Just a yeah, regular dude. I just think this is silly. Like, if he's not doing anything like, first of all, he couldn't do anything X-rated because it wouldn't, wouldn't be allowed on Instagram. So let's start there, right? But if you're saying that he's doing something racy, um, like, I don't know. George, I'm like, watching a video. He's riding a skateboard with no shirt on, and he's doing a selfie video, you know? It's nothing so. that you wouldn't see if he were, like, hanging out at the beach or working out. Like, it's right. it's totally normal stuff, literally nothing. Let, let me let, Okay, I, I'm the wrong person to have this conversation with because I feel like this country is ridiculous about, like, stuff like this. Like, man, you go to other places in the civilized world, and they don't care at all about stuff like this. Like, they look at us like we are weirdos. Like, dude, it's a human body. Like, just let it roll. It's all good. You know what I mean? Guy, like, this guy hashtags if, on, if you, on Twitter. I think if you make a bit, and I'm a believer of if you make things a bigger deal, it's worse in the long run, especially something so innocuous as this. And I'll give you the prime example. When I was growing up, okay, I grew up, um, I had a bunch of friends. There was this one girl, okay, who, really pretty girl, really smart girl. Her parents were the strictest. I'm talking about, like, forget about strict. I, I mean, I'm 44 years old. Forget about strict for the 90s, okay? I'm talking about strict for the 60s, okay? Like, 50s. Like, they were that kind of strict. Let's just say when she was old enough to go do what she wanted to do, her parents, I'm sure, were appalled, okay? Because that's what happens when you restrict people from just being normal, you know? Dude, you should see this guy's TikToks. 
He is so funny, and so many of his TikToks are in the classroom. And I yeah, guarantee and he, you, he this like guy, uses it to like right. bond with his students. Exactly, I guarantee you that the kids think he's the best teacher. Right, and they probably react to this guy, and they probably learn because yes. he, they like him, and they yes. pay attention. Laura, what do you think? Yeah. Okay, so I used to teach, and I we were told not to share Instagram or anything like that with the kids, right? I taught high school and stuff, so I can respect that. But kids are going to find you. Kids are just going to look for you and find you. It's up to you. Like, I never interacted with my students. That was just a rule for me. I interact with some of them that graduated. But I had teachers that had social media, and they added us or whatever when we added them they just knew what to post and what not to post like i had pictures of you know whatever you guys follow me on social media it's something crazy or teachers that had that with laura yes but you know anyways that's a whole other situation but (laughs) i had teachers who had like now that you're booed up is late night with laura still a thing yeah he was there last night Oh, okay. I'm just curious. Oh, I wait. I missed late night with Laura last night. Damn it! And you didn't have <laughs> an watch emoji the replay. Face. Really? Can I watch the replay? No, no. But what I was gonna say is, my teachers had like pictures at the beach. You know what I mean? And it right. wasn't a big deal. And I was like, this was 2006. I graduated in 2006. Yeah. Like, why is it a big deal now in 2022? Like, so who cares? So I don't know, but this guy's got this one video where he's he's not wearing a shirt and he's really ripped and he's doing like light, very light arm curls. This he's is got, such bleepery. But he's well, listen. He's got he's got videos that's or on it. It says this is a fitness video. Like so, he's already defending himself because I know I'm a teacher and I'm tatted out and I got earrings and a nose yeah. ring and I know you're already yeah. making a judgment about me. But yeah. man, it's just a fitness video. Yeah. All right, we got to run because our boy Blake Harris is going to join us to talk Dodgers. Dodgers got a big win today, and there was a lot of shenanigans and bleepery there, too, for that matter. Uh, let's get to some of that with Blake next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Blake Harris is our Dodger insider. You can find his work on Twitter at Blake Harris TBLA. And of course, subscribe to his Substack. You support him. We support him. If you support the show, support Blake and his work uh, at his Substack. So go to Substack.com and search Blake Harris and you will find his work there. All right. So the Dodgers win today, Blake. And in one of the strangest things I've ever seen in a ball game. And look, I feel like we have these conversations at least a couple times a year where it's just like, what the hell was such and such thinking in that scenario? Uh, but in this particular scenario, so I- I'm going to try to paint the picture here with Tony LaRussa and what happened with the White Sox and Justin Turner. So Tony LaRussa, the White Sox manager, uh, intentionally walked Justin Turner when he was already on a one and two count with two outs. Subsequently, once he gave him the free base, Max Muncy came up and hit a three-run home run to make it, I believe, 10-5 at that point. LaRusso was asked about it after the game and said to the media, does anyone in this room think we should have pitched to Turner? And I'm kind of like, bro, you already had him on a one and two count. Like, I'm not, I'm okay that the Dodgers won, obviously, but I felt like that was like the weirdest stretch of baseball I've seen all season. What did you make of that as you were watching it in real time? Yeah, you know, they say every time you uh, turn on a baseball game, you'll likely see something you've never seen before. We, we've seen players, you know, get intentionally walked, you know, when they're like behind or when, you know, the pitcher's behind 3-0 in the count, they just want to put them on. But I don't think I've ever seen a hitter behind in the count 1-2 with two outs in the inning intentionally walked to bring up Max Muncy. Now, I get Max Muncy, you know, he's been on the aisle for a couple of weeks. He's been struggling this season. But he's not a major league pitcher up at the plate. I mean, I, I could get behind it if it was a pitcher coming up. But you got a guy, when he's going, he's one of the best power hitters in baseball. And you put a guy on who's you literally just need one strike to get him out. And the fact that Max Muncy crushed a three-run home run, he uh, was obviously talking a bunch of smack to Tony La Russa when he was rounding the bases. I posted a thing on Twitter. Can't say that on the air, but he uh, said some pretty bad words when it came to Tony La Russa. So a stupid move on the White Sox part, but... Again, the fact that Max Muncy made him pay, and he was clearly so upset. I mean, that's going to be the most insulting thing, I think, when it comes to baseball. Someone intentionally walks the guy in front of you because he wants to face you. I mean, I'd be insulted, so I can't imagine how, how upset he must have been. So 
that definitely had to uh, felt good for Muncie, who, like I said, this was his first game back after missing about two and a half weeks. This is Muncie's first game back after being out for two and a half weeks, right? That is correct. That is right? correct. So, so if you're Larusa and you're thinking to yourself, who would I rather take my chances on, Justin Turner or Max Muncie? I guess Larusa makes this decision. Muncie, whether he's mad or he's energized or whatever, definitely that's the whole goal. I got to make him pay. He insulted me. Now I got to make him pay. But are you telling me that when Larusa asks everybody in the room? Who thought I should have pitched a Turner? There's not one guy there who goes, Skip, it was a 1-2 count. Of course you pitched to him. Nobody could say that to LaRussa? Tony LaRussa has had his problems throughout the last couple of years. It seems like essentially every White Sox fan I've interacted with does not want him to be the manager. He's had some very questionable decisions. But again, this has to be one of the strangest, weirdest, you know, stupidest um, decisions. And even, even if Max Muncy were to strike out, and, you know, the inning's over, it's still a bad decision. It's still a stupid call. So, yeah, it's been like four or five hours since it happened, and uh, everyone's still trying to figure out why. And the fact that he doubled down on it, you know, you said following the game, like, is that a question? I had no problem with it. So does mm-hmm. he think what he did was right? Uh, I guess when you hit your 70s, maybe you're not as uh, not as bold as once you once were. You tell him, Blake, young man, calling out the older guy. Good job, Blake. It really was just baffling. Like it just like, yo, you got two outs in the inning. You got two strikes on the guy. Like what? It, me, I mean, it just didn't even. I don't know, man. Like maybe if he was three and two, you know what I mean? Like okay. And to your point, if there was like a weaker hitter, I don't care that Max Muncy hasn't played in forever. Like that, he's not. He's a pretty good hitter. You know what I mean? Like that, it just was wild to me. Anyway, um, so you and I. Both had a conversation about Gavin Lux. Um, Greg Bergman, who is the assistant program director on this station and the producer for Mason in Ireland, is in our camp on Gavin Lux's long-term viability. Uh, but what's happening now is, and I love it as a talk show host, and I don't know if you get any of this, um, is he has a four-for-four four game, and I get like, eat it, Sedano, Gavin Lux is good. Um, so I, I don't, you know, over 162 games, I feel like I'll be proven right, but... Gavin Lux was pretty damn good today. Yeah, I mean, it was the first four-hit game of his career. Also, George, I agree, where you say something and the second you're proven wrong, those uh, mentions and DMs are just flooded. But like you said, a week from right now, you can look like the smart guy. But, yeah, no, it was his first four-hit game of his career. And uh, if I would have told you guys to place your bet on which Dodger would be the first to uh, reach base five times in the game, I think you could have gotten some pretty good odds at Lux at uh, probably 30 to 1 or something like that because he was the first one to reach base five times. So he's had a you know a pretty good season so far. Again, I know, George, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. He's not living up to expectations that were set for him when he was coming out of the minors. But again, you're asking him to be your number eight, your number nine hitter, and he's doing just that. And uh, the crazy thing is, guys, uh, after today's game, I know that batting average is for the Tony LaRusa guys and for all the grandpas saying to get off my lawn, but Gavin Lux has a higher batting average than Mookie Betts does right now, and the exact same batting average as Freddie Freeman. Didn't see that. I wouldn't have gotten that. I wouldn't have guessed that one at all. Hey, Blake, um, let me turn us over to the pitching staff for a second. Uh, Let's hear a little bit about what you know about Clayton Kershaw's return and what's being said about Walker Bueller's performance thus far, at least – where we are now through 50-some-odd games. So it looks like Clayton Kershaw is going to be returning this weekend. Initially, Dave Roberts said it was likely going to be Sunday, but it looks like today they came out and said that Saturday seems like more likely. So it looks like we'll be seeing Kershaw activated off the I.L. in two days. And also, uh, Andrew Heaney, he had a second rehab start with the uh, OKC Dodgers tonight, and all looked well. He threw, I think he threw four scoreless innings, so the Dodgers could potentially be adding him back next week. So just like that, you're adding two key guys to the starting rotation. And yeah, Walker Buehler, I know we've talked about him you know, multiple times this year, and he just hasn't been the same pitcher. If you were to take out his one uh, shutout against the Diamondbacks about a month ago, his ERA in this, on the season is just below five. He has the lowest strikeout rate of his career, and he's just getting lit up. His fastball, which used to be his bread-and-butter pitch, I don't know what the average against it is, but it's got to be pretty bad because it seems like he can't get any swings and misses on that pitch, and batters just team off on him. So uh, I know I said, you know, let's get to June before I can give a bigger sample size, and now that we've seen it for two months, I don't know. I don't know if he was uh, benefiting from the sticky stuff, you know, in previous years, and ever since they took that away, he's just been struggling. But it hasn't been a good uh, 2022 campaign for Walker Bueller. Like I said, aside from that one dominant start, 
he just hasn't looked good. And luckily for the Dodgers, they've had some other guys step up. But this is the guy that is your ace. You know, you want him to be a top five, top ten pitcher in all of baseball. And he's been anything but that this season. You can make the case. He's been the Dodgers' worst starting pitcher uh, so far in 2022, which really is crazy to say. Blake Harris is our Dodger insider, joins us every Thursday at 545 here on the show. Uh, subscribe to his Substack. Uh, Blake, just go to Substack.com, type in Blake Harris. You'll find him there. Support him just like you support this show and follow him on Twitter at Blake Harris, T-B-L-A. Uh, one last thing for you about Walker Bueller. How surprised were you at the comments of Dave Roberts after his last start where he did have his back but also kind of called him out in the same breath? Yeah, Dave Roberts, I mean, that's that's been the thing that, you know, I've personally loved and what everyone's loved, you know, over the years is that he's a player's manager. He has the backs of all of his players. You rarely see him kind of ever, and that's the thing, too, where he didn't necessarily call him out, but since Dave's always, you know, so nice about it, it kind of was interesting hearing what he had to say. Um, you know, again, Walker is the ace of the staff. He's the guy that you expect to be taking the ball of game one in the playoffs. He's the guy you expect to be making a start in the all-star game. And he hasn't lived up to the potential. I think Dave Roberts knows that. Walker Buehler knows that. And, uh, you know, Dave Roberts, he called it as it was. Again, he wasn't necessarily, you know, completely, you know, dogging on the guy, which he could have done. So I, I liked hearing what Dave Roberts had to say. Hopefully something like that is able to help Walker Buehler maybe wake him up a little. Maybe they're able to work on some things. But you know, every now and then it's needed. Every now and then you need the manager to, uh, you know, be honest and Dave Roberts was that so I personally got no problem with it Blake Harris our Dodger insider every Thursday 545 here on the show go subscribe to his Substack. support him like you support us follow him on Twitter at Blake Harris TBLA you're the man brother thanks for hanging out with us a major shout out to the best producer in the game because uh, Lindsay became a paid subscriber today I'm looking at it right now and oh so I've become a paid subscriber Lindsay's a paid subscriber. Um, Laura just got her first apartment, so we don't need her to get the, you know, I mean, yeah, she's, I'm broke, she's, bro. she's, I'm she's struggling. But Cappy, what's your deal, bro? I'm not a paid subscriber. Yeah, why not? Is what Do I it. Know. You, you got know money, bro. You want, you want to know why? Why? I don't support journalism. Oh, okay. Honestly, sit on the one. I mean, uh, Laura, I don't trust sorry. it, Blake. I don't trust it, man. I'm telling you, I don't. I don't trust <laughs> yes. it. I don't support Cap, it. Cap is Cap is paying me with a lot of knowledge, and <laughs> I, I think that is well worth five dollars. So nice. <laughs> you tell him. Let me tell make him, more Blanca. money, Blake, and I got you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Laura will support you when she makes more money. But Cappy's a cheapie. There you no, go. That and I don't want to. I, Blake, I feel like I, I get enough from your tweets. How about that? So I'll, I'll take it, Cap. I'll, I'll, I'll take <laughs> I'm it. teasing. I'm kidding. Everybody should go do it since I don't. Yes. Yeah. Way, way to lead the charge there, Cappy. All right, Blake. Thank you, buddy. All right. Have a good weekend, guys. Way to go, Balake. Appreciate it. Uh, by the way, uh, last segment, and of course this hour, Radio Tinder, presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala, award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. All right, back in two minutes with what you need to know, and oh, Cappy's boyfriend's back at it, and LeBron said something that kind of made everyone perk up a little bit. We'll get to all that coming up in just a second. 